Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Welcome to the Budget Kitchen series. I'm Chris, your host, former personal chef, and mama on a budget. This is the second series on eating on a budget. The last was all about shopping on a budget, and this series is all about cooking and eating on a budget. Yes, shopping on a budget is important, and I'll link all four episodes in that series in the show notes, but if you're not planning, stocking, and cooking in a budget-friendly way, you might still find yourself going over budget month after month, and that's exactly what I want to help you with with this series. And with skyrocketing food prices, there really is no better time to start learning how to eat well on a budget. This series is designed to help you create a budget-friendly kitchen, whatever your unique budget might be. So let's dive in. Welcome to episode one of the Budget Kitchen series. This is a topic I get asked about again and again, and I am so excited to bring you more content about eating well on a budget. And when I say on a budget, I'm talking whatever your budget is. Your budget is likely going to be different than mine and vary based on where you live, how many family members you have and their ages, how often you shop, your food preferences, and so much more. And if you want to learn more about how to create a grocery budget, you can check out my Healthy Mama Hacks grocery budgeting series, which I'll link in the show notes and goes over everything from how we budget to how you can create your own grocery budget, how to spend your budget, and tips to help you stick to your budget, some of which we're going to dive deeper into in this series. This series goes beyond just creating and sticking to a grocery budget, but it's going to teach you skills to become a more budget-minded cook and maintain a budget-friendly kitchen. Today, I want to offer you a little self-reflection process to determine whether or not your kitchen is budget-friendly now and give you a few tips to start becoming more aware of everyday things you might be doing or not that might be affecting your food budget. So we're going to make it fun. We are going to do this quiz style. We are going to dive into 10 questions that are going to help you determine if you are maintaining a budget-friendly kitchen. The first five questions are questions that are going to address the shopping process, and then we'll go into specific cooking and eating questions. You're probably going to want to keep score, so grab a piece of paper and a pen or open the notes app on your phone and let's see if you are maintaining a budget-friendly kitchen. Question number one, 
do you meal plan? If you meal plan now, give yourself 10 points. Question number two. Do you meal plan with leftovers in mind? If you meal plan with leftovers in mind, give yourself 10 points. By this, I mean, are you meal planning and considering how many servings those meals have and if you could use those leftovers for a leftovers night or maybe for lunches? If you meal plan with leftovers in mind, give yourself 10 points. Question number three. When you meal plan, do you plan based on ingredients you have on hand First, by this, I mean, do you take a look in your pantry, your freezer, and or your fridge and see what you have that you could use before you start the meal planning process? If so, give yourself 10 points. Question number four. When you go grocery shopping, do you go to the store with a list? If you go to the store with a list, give yourself 10 points. If you go to the store with a list that is categorized, give yourself 10 bonus points. Question number five, do you frequently buy foods off of your list when you are grocery shopping? Obviously, this only applies if you actually started with a list. So if you gave yourself points for going to the store with a list, then maintain those points. But if you frequently buy foods off of your list, take 10 points away. So at this point, you could have a maximum of 50 points. Let's move on to the second section, and then we'll talk about why these things matter when it comes to meal planning and grocery shopping. Okay, second set of questions. Let's talk about cooking and eating on a budget. Question number one, do you find yourself throwing away leftovers often? If so, take away 10 points from your total score. Question number two, do you find yourself throwing away produce often? If so, take away 10 points from your total score. Now, none of this is meant to make you feel defeated. It's just to bring some awareness to where you're at in your budget-friendly kitchen. So question number three, do you save odds and ends and use them for stock, for soup, for smoothies, or any other way you might use odds and ends? If so, give yourself 10 points. Question number four, do you use your freezer for leftovers and or those odds and ends? Do you use your freezer in any way to save foods? Give yourself 10 points. Question number five, do you find yourself forgetting about items in your freezer or pantry and throwing them away a couple times a year? If so, take away 10 points from your total score. Now go ahead and add up your score. Out of a possible score of 70, How did you do? Would you pass? I think that these simple questions are a really good litmus test of where you're at when it comes to whether or not you are maintaining a budget-friendly kitchen. The things that I mentioned, meal planning and grocery shopping in a way that's strategic, utilizing leftovers, avoiding throwing away extra produce, saving odds and ends, utilizing your freezer and the items in your pantry. All of these things are simple ways that you can start to save more money. And how is this helping you to save more money? Well, every time you throw away food, you are literally throwing away money. You spent the money 
on that food and you're not using it. So one of the main tenets of maintaining a budget-friendly kitchen is avoiding throwing away extras and utilizing the ingredients that you have before buying extra food. So those are some of the things that we are going to talk about in this series. So a few takeaways from this short and sweet little assessment. Number one, meal planning is so important. Meal planning is number one. I would argue that you can't really maintain a budget-friendly kitchen if you're not doing any meal planning. And I know you all know if you've been around here for any length of time in the podcast, I am a huge meal planning advocate. Meal planning doesn't need to be complicated. It can be very flexible and it doesn't necessarily have to be less flexible in order to maintain a budget-friendly kitchen. It's about having a plan planning in a way that is strategic, creating that meal planning routine. And don't worry, we're going to talk all about budget-minded meal planning in the next episode in this series. So if you're like, I have no idea where to start when it comes to budget-minded meal planning, I've got you. But meal planning is number one. Meal planning is king when it comes to budgeting. And meal planning with leftovers in mind is even more important and can also help you to avoid that food waste and throwing away that money at the end of the week or maybe past that when you forgot about things that got shoved to the back of the fridge. Number two, you need a plan to have a strategic list that will help you stick to your budget when you go grocery shopping. Having a list based on what is on your meal plan is important rather than a list that's just scribbled on a piece of paper with things that you think you need for the meals that you chose. Really taking the time to create a strategic list. I know it feels like one extra thing, but if you're trying to maintain a budget-friendly kitchen and stick to a food budget, that list next to your meal plan is going to be the most important tool to help you stick to that budget. And I go over this more in the grocery budgeting series, but it's important that we start with that plan. We have a strategic list. And when you categorize that list based on store category, this helps you to stay more focused in the grocery store to actually get what you need and avoid buying extras. I find most often with the clients that I work with on grocery budgeting, they tend to spend more money when they have to go back and forth throughout the store because they forgot an item here, they forgot an item there. The more we expose ourselves to those bonus sales or those really enticing items on the end caps, the more likely we are to pick them up and throw them in our cart and go over our grocery budget. And especially if those items are items that might be perishable, they might not last more than a week or two, we might end up throwing those away because we didn't plan for them and those end up being food waste. Again, throwing away money. So meal planning is number one, having a plan is number, or having a grocery list is number two, but it's even more important that your list is straight strategic. Number three, account for leftovers. Now, if you don't like leftovers, then this isn't about accounting for the leftovers so much as it is avoiding leftovers. So there's a couple ways that we can do this. The number one way to avoid leftovers is to make sure that you are cooking the right amount for the amount of people in your family and not overcooking if you don't want to use those leftovers. The second way that you can do this is by cooking once and eating those ingredients in a different way. If you don't want to eat the the same meal more than once, then you can do something like cook a large piece of meat and utilize that in more than one meal. 
but you need to account for leftovers in some way or another. The freezer is another fantastic way to be able to save those leftovers. And that's tip number four. Utilize your freezer and your pantry often. Your freezer and your pantry are your best friends when it comes to budget-minded cooking. You don't need to just rely on rice and beans in order to cook in a budget-minded way. However, it is important that you know what your staples are and keep those staples on hand so you have those easy meals, so you are eating at home more. You're avoiding eating out. You're not stressing yourself out with complicated plans or having to go to the grocery store and buy dozens and dozens of ingredients every single week for these crazy elaborate meals. You have your staples, you have your staple meals, that's part of the meal planning process, and you are utilizing your freezer and your pantry to both store items in the case of the freezer, that might be leftovers or that you could use in different meals or things that you can pull from so that you can make those quick and easy meals. So when I'm talking about having a budget-friendly kitchen, I'm talking about your everyday meals being more budget-friendly. And this also includes just making sure that you are actually eating at home more often than not. And your freezer and pantry can help with this as well. And number five takeaway is to save those odds and ends. Remember that throwing away leftovers or throwing away those odds and ends is literally throwing away money. So the best way that you can maintain a budget-friendly kitchen is to avoid throwing away money. So how can you use those odds and ends? How can you use odds and ends for broth? How can you use odds and ends for soups? Pureed soups are a great way to use up extra vegetables that might be on their last leg. Smoothies are another one of my favorite ways to use odds and ends. A lot of ingredients that you wouldn't normally think to use, like the ends of strawberries, you can throw in a smoothie. They have a ton of nutrients in them and they oftentimes have quite a bit, especially if you're just quickly slicing off the tops of strawberries for kiddos. They might have a a ton of strawberry on there that you're just throwing away. The same thing with slightly bruised fruit that might not be appealing to eat but it's totally fine to throw in a smoothie. So saving those odds and ends and learning how to utilize those by throwing those odds and ends of carrot, celery, and onion or herbs in the freezer to use in broth later on or saving those, those odds and ends for soup those type of things are going to help you to maintain a more budget-friendly kitchen because there's less things that you're going to need to buy. So having a or being a budget-minded cook is about avoiding that food waste as well as being able to use what you have and spend less. So those two areas are what we're really going to focus on when it comes to maintaining a budget-friendly kitchen. So I hope you found this helpful. I hope you had fun taking the quiz and it gave you some awareness as to where you are when it comes to maintaining a budget-minded kitchen. Now, if you got a score of 70, that is awesome. That means you're already a budget-minded cook, but that doesn't mean you're not gonna get any tips in the rest of the series. I'm so excited to dive into the next episode where we'll talk about budget-minded meal planning. We'll also talk about budget-minded cooking hacks in the episode after that and 
and tips to maintain a budget-friendly kitchen. So I can't wait to see you back in the next episode. If you loved this episode, please share it over on Instagram. Shoot me a DM if you have any questions or you want to share a tip that works for you that I might not have mentioned in this episode, or you've tried something that I've shared and it's working really well for you. I would love to hear from you. So I'm at Healthy Mama Chris over there. And if you're not yet in the Healthy Mama meal planning community over on Facebook, I would love to see you over there as well. Have a beautiful week and I will see you next week. Are you loving this series? Then you are going to love my brand new budget kitchen guide and recipe books launching at the end of the month. I'm asked over and over again for advice on feeding families on a budget and not just feeding our families, but feeding our families well. And in this world of inflation and skyrocketing food prices, there's no better time to learn how you can make your kitchen a budget-friendly one, no matter what your budget might be. Head to bit.ly slash bkwaitlist or click the link in the show notes to get on the waitlist for exclusive sneak peeks, early access, and list-only bonuses. That's bit.ly slash bkwaitlist to get on the list for the budget kitchen guide and recipe books launching at the end of the month. Thank you for listening to my podcast.